At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Twitter is dying, and there's a new social media site out there vying for attention. Today, Brian and I are going to get to the bottom of threads. Should we join it? Should we stay strong on Elon's site? Let's find out. I, does he think? I it's think he thinks goat. this. He thinks this is a go. Vegas Dave thinks this is a go. Hot naked girls doing yoga. What? Why don't you just win like a man? Random.org. <laughs> Type in one for yes, two for no. Let the DFS guys pick for you. And I'm absolutely begging you not to do bus. <laughs> Please don't do bus. Brian, I don't mean to brag, but I was just uh, outside working out and I took a cold shower. I thought I was good. And now I'm just sweating profusely and I'm I'm very uncomfortable right now. What is the humidity over there? It's it's bad. Yeah, I don't know the exact humidity. It's 90 degrees, um, oh. but 91 right here. What is it in uh, Chi-Town? It's, it's only, it says it's 76 out, but uh, I don't know what the humidity is. But it was damn hot yesterday in the last few days. Well, yesterday Start- it was really hot, yeah. I'm starting a YouTube show uh, in the same way I start conversations with my father-in-law, talking about the humidity and the, uh, <laughs> and the weather. <laughs> Um, have you signed up for threads yet? Have you, uh, yeah, me either. Okay. I was, I was actually hoping you kind of did. Cause it sounds like, (laughs) I feel like on the show today, maybe, you know, participatory journalism, maybe I could create my account, uh, on the show and we could poke around, but I have, it is bizarre to me that there's this like land grab element to it not even specifically trying to get your handle but people like is there this thought like now is the time to amass followers over there like why is everyone rushing over there because it's not a productive site right now it won't be until there's like a massive you know critical uh influx over there yeah to to um to save their name it's gotta be yeah to squat to squat on your name but that's not even working for people like Levitan just tweeted out his and it's like out of Levitan 04 on threads. <laughs> it's like if someone already already took the name is or it, something. Is it because it's Facebook or Instagram or whatever and like they save them for all the other people who made those? Right. I, I believe someone in the chat can correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I believe you're inherited into your Instagram name if you want that. Um but like, like my Instagram name on Instagram is Yoverzet. And it was like a joke when I set up my Instagram account a long time ago, because there was this app. I don't know if you remember this app. It was like hot for a summer in like 2011. And it was called the Yo app. And all it did was send a noise to other 
friends that had the app and it just said, yo, and you basically like pinged people. Do you remember that? No. <laughs> so no. we, we did like a weekend trip with friends and I made everyone download it. The whole thing, you just like send people yo's and everyone's phones were like, yo, yo, yo. <laughs> and so then I created an Instagram account that same weekend. And I thought it was hilarious to name my, my handle Yoverzet. So if I go over to threads, I believe that's what my name will have to be. That seems like a mistake. They should they should have let it let it be the Wild West. I know. I know. But but what what do you think like psychologically? Why do you think and I just see like fantasy Twitter, but I've noticed like crypto Twitter and stuff too, like lots of people heading over there. Why do you think people is this this element of like Twitter's going to go away and I want to make sure people know where I am? Is that what's driving it? Um, partially, I, I, uh, I, I guess if you can't squat, I don't, I think it's, yeah, just a pissed off. People don't want to pay the eight bucks or whatever it is now. That's the other thing. Like, I guess I'm, I'm like barely a Twitter power user at this point. So I don't even, I personally haven't even noticed getting rate limited. Have you? Oh, you're not even verified yet. No, I'm not very, I've, I've never paid for anything on Twitter. I'm not verified. So you paid for it. So you're just good to go. Yeah, I paid for it a long time ago, just because I could shove it in Davis's face. <laughs> so you've had, you have no issues, like rate limit, like Twitter's functioning as it used to for you. Yeah, no, I had nothing. It's exact same experience. Yeah, I'm, and I have like I have like no moral obligations. I have no like financial um or objections. I mean to to signing up for it. I've just like never felt the need and I still haven't gotten rate limited. The stuff I use my Twitter list for have been fine. So I don't know. I, I guess I'm like confused why there's all this panic in the streets. I think there's, there's like an anonymity um, issues from some people like that makes, makes some sense. Like, uh, you know, if you have to verify, then you can't like have like an anonymous account, which you know, it could cause some problems for whistleblowers or whatever, just people who don't want their information, you know, their, their personal information out there at all, et cetera. So that's, yeah. that's one thing, but you could also like pay for your personal account and then scroll till you find what you want, then log yeah. off onto your burner and then post on that. So it's like, not like burners are completely gone, but it would be probably be tough to get a huge following I imagine like I doubt they could get up to your it would be tough to get up to your level when you could only see 600 posts. I mean, I guess you could do it. It's only one more step, right? You got to like look on your verified one and then do all your other stuff. On yeah. Your anonymous account. Uh, I, I mean, I think that's I think that's it, though. They don't want to pay. So they hate getting limited. Some people complain about the anonymous thing was a cool, cool feature for Twitter. And, and that is true, and and it also isn't because it's always the anonymous ones, or pe especially people who don't follow you, who are the shit posters and trolls and that give like the worst comments. I don't know if you notice this, but like whenever no. I see someone like, you know, nice show assholes, I go and click, and they're not following either of us. It's like, oh, okay. Well, I've told you how I don't see those, right? Because I do use the Twitter setting where, and it's one of the best settings on the app. I don't even have to pay for it, and it's if someone doesn't follow you, you can not have see their comments so if you don't follow me i will not see anything you say oh interesting no yeah. i didn't even know that was it basically functions in the same way as if you had like muted someone where i think you can technically you know how sometimes we'll go like some replies are hidden and you can like click it to expose it you could go expose it but like i won't get notifications for it 
I won't see it. And that has been, um, I guess that's why I don't have too negative of a Twitter experience because I mute anyone. If you like comment to me and I don't think you're being funny or interesting, or you're just being like, I'll just mute you. Uh, or if you don't follow me. So like my Twitter experience is actually pretty enjoyable. I, I actually don't mind it that much. Yeah. I will. I think there's definitely a big, and I'm not the first one to make this observation. There's a big, um, I don't even know what the word is. Like, it's like kind of your own fault. Like if you follow a bunch of people, like you're like, whose opinions you don't like, but like, maybe you like them for Bitcoin, but you don't like their opinions on politics or something. Well, your yeah. four years going to be filled up with a bunch of people they follow and their opinions and stuff like that. And, um, you know, so I think it's kind of like your own, your own fault in some ways, because I have noticed an influx because I follow a lot of people that they would hate, you know? So like, right. I've noticed that they actually do post a lot more and get a lot more like top comments, uh, yes. under the previous regime for sure. So I imagine if you have like the opposite worldview, like you probably are pretty pissed off at the new right. Twitter. Here, here you go. For anyone who wants this pro tip, on Twitter, if you go into your settings and then you go into uh, muted notifications, you can check off this box, uh, mute for people who don't follow you, or if someone just like creates a new account. Although that has still not slowed down those gambling bots things. Like, I don't know how they fucking follow you and if end up in your replies. Um, it's like playing whack-a-mole or, you know, pulling weeds. It's just like a new one just sprouts up. But for the most part, it does a pretty good job. Mm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. You should send that to, uh, there's a guy I follow who's who tags Elon every day about those porn. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Travis says, screenshot. I was wondering why Pete always ignored me. Travis, I do not have you. Uh, I don't have you muted at all. Sometimes I do, Brian, get legitimately weary about screen sharing on shows because if we're like looking at people in the space, <laughs> you'll see like a lot of people like, I'll be scrolling through replies and you'll just see I have that person muted, that person muted or whatever. Right. Uh, I normally like to keep the mutes close to the vest, but here I'll, I'll, I'll show you. I have not fiddled with anything. Uh, Travis, I do follow you and you are not, uh, you are not muted. So you're Travis you're doesn't new. post nearly enough to yeah. get muted. Look at his last post like yeah. two months ago. The last post was a reply to you. Uh, oh, well, he replies. <laughs> yes. Expose the mute list. Pete. I did always think if, if Elon did ever want to like scorch earth, imagine like doxing like people's mute lists. Like you could click on someone's profile and it just showed everyone they had muted. Um, I, I honestly, I would never release mine willingly, but I also like, it would be fine. It'd be like, yeah, I have you muted. Like get over it. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't know if there's anyone that I would actually uh, right, care. That you have muted. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's like anything, right? Like you, the people that you're friends with, that you care about what they say or whatever you see. Um, I guess you could, the counter argument to what I do is saying like, why don't you just unfollow? Like, why do you do that? And it's just like, well, cause then it, it feels almost even more petty to like unfollow, you know, the, the mute is just such like a clean thing. It's like admitting like, Oh, you got under my skin and I'm breaking up with you. It, it seems so silly. So you told me this strategy before and I, I've been copying it. And one of the reasons was you said, um, cause they still also give you the engagement, like the, you're, yes. you know, like it's good for engagement. So you're using them, you know, even though yeah. you don't want to talk to them anymore, like they're, you're getting something out of it and you don't see their tweets. But if you don't mute a ton of people, I noticed that 
and they and they tweet all the time yeah. they still show up because it shows up as a mute you're like who do i have muted so you go and click it so like but the more people you mute mute then eventually you don't care but if they yeah. if they they were if there were reply guys like they they're just fucking everywhere the worst ones are the reply guys who then delete their tweets i hate oh. them guys that is it is it because they're using one of those automated services to like like every because some people use those right where it's like after a week i just clear out all my i'm all my tweets or you do the davis matic and you have too many bad takes out on the timeline so you just got to do a full full purge from like a year ago <laughs> who knows what it is who knows what it is but i i have a feeling they just they they troll so much that they just got to get rid of you know their asshole behavior yeah, maybe maybe I'll feel like just in the summer or whatever, like the main things I use Twitter for is so like when I'm writing the Fantasy Life newsletter, I have like a list for NFL news and like fantasy accounts. And I check in on that list like the day I'm writing the newsletter, make sure I don't miss anything. And then like in season when I was doing XM radio, I would keep tweet deck up during the show because there'd be lots of news, injuries, all that stuff. And mm. I'd like to see that steady stream. So we could be like, all right, next segment, we're going to talk about this guy being out on Sunday. And so those are like my main use cases. Do you like, what do you use Twitter for these days? Is it just kind of like entertainment, just kind of like every couple hours you check in on the app or like, what is your relationship with it? Yeah. And usually through, I do, I, I, I'm, I don't mind the for you tab. Like I Me said, either. like if you have, if you have your stuff curated, I think it's pretty good now. Um, cause I was getting a lot, probably cause of MMA, I was getting a lot of, I've mentioned this before, a you lot of street, that, yeah. a lot of like street fights and fights. And like, I like, like, I like cage sanction fights. I, I hate real, real fights. Cause usually it's not, it's not pretty. And all, like 80% of the time, someone cold cocks someone who's not ready. And I just, I cannot yeah. stand that behavior. Um, so I had to just, just for those, they're not even following me. I just block them, just block, block, block. And I, I think it probably figures that out eventually. And now I barely, barely see those and I get much tamer, tamer stuff and, and I'm fine with it. I'm the same way as you, like the three tabs, the for you, the following, and then I have my fantasy tab. I use the for you and then my my list tab. Those are the two I use. I never use the following uh, tab. The only My only gripe with the for you is I wish after you have seen it that it would remove it from your for you page. So like sometimes like I'll refresh on my Twitter app and I'll see the same thing that I already saw on the for you page. I kind of wish it would like make it go away. I think other algorithms like Instagram, you know, if you've already seen the post and you refresh, it's just going to put new posts there. It's not going to show you something you've already seen. That's my, my only gripe. Can you see, and maybe you can, I think you can, the lists that you're on. That would be um, kind of cool. I, I get, I get tagged when I get added to lists. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I'm just wondering if like, there's a tab where I can go and see all the lists that I'm on, you know, and then yes. just like, for you but like list you're in that would be kind of cool to just see what those look like yeah you can i'll show you right here um look at this while twitter's dying i'm showing brian all these new features so if you go to lists and then you click this hamburger menu list you're on oh that's um cool. oh but it's not a, like a for you where it's all in in a in a row like listed yeah. out tweets yeah wait hang on I, there's some funny ones in here did i see nfl dfs uh, um, or, uh, I thought I saw NFT DFS, lots of DFS, lots of NFL. Uh, occasionally you'll get a funny one. Nerd. Where someone will just, 
Well, yeah, we'll write like football. dickhead and just like you're the only one on it or something. <laughs> <laughs> Fraud. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, all kinds of so there there you go, Brian. You can go see what people have you tagged for. All right. Um it is funny to go now you get you go I, I assume this is in uh reverse chronological order and then you're in like all now I'm in the NFL or NFT list, NBA top shot, <laughs> top shot. It's like Look a real scroll down of every lane. Look at all these top shots. There was it's like last post, February 2022. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ron, the, the Yo app was incredible. I want to see if there's anything, if that's kicking around out here. Um we do have the Wikipedia entry. The uh, Yo was a social app for iOS, Android. Initially, the application's only function was to send the user's friends the word Yo as a texted audio notification, but it has since been enabled to allow users to attach links and location to Yo. No, they they ruined it. Um, it needed to just be the the simplicity of of the Yo. So, what's your um, your take on this Twitter's new changes thread? Uh, do you think anything's going to change? Um, you mean with uh, like them trying to keep up with this new app? Like the dynamics of social media. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, you know, compared to some of the other ones, um, what, what do we got? Like Mastodon. And then even over the past couple of weeks, everyone was doing, is it blue sky or blue ski or however you say it. And it just never seemed like that was getting any traction. This one did seem to have traction. And I think someone said it here. It's just the familiarity with Instagram and that brand and meta and Facebook, I think is giving people more confidence. So, but based on the other feedback I've seen from people, the site seems like a mess from a usability standpoint. Even if you had a bunch of your friends over there, it still seems like the functionality is just ridiculous and unusable. So I don't know. I almost wonder they, they clearly saw an opportunity, right? Like, let's strike while the iron's hot. Let's get this out there. But I wonder if they made a mistake and that too many people are going to go over there and be like, this app sucks. Like, I'm not hanging out here. And they're going to lose people on that first impression. It'll be interesting to see. I, my guess is it doesn't, nothing happens, nothing changes. Basically, yeah. it'll be about the same. I, I just think we've seen these it when you think through those like what is it like the first mover advantage or like the lindy effect like how long twitter has sustained this i do think they'll probably weather um this storm i guess it really does come down to how frustrated are people going to get with the rate limiting because i haven't hit it yet and i still feel like i'm using twitter decently um but i guess it becomes if it gets so unusable and frustrating for people could that eventually lead to a tipping point? Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, there's also like you're paying for like not to be uh, the product yeah. you know, as well. Like it's not free. None of this, these sites are free, right? They're using you. Everyone knows this now. Yeah. And so like, you know, you're paying $8. I think a lot of it is because they don't like Elon. A lot of people don't like Elon's you know, worldview or take political takes. So yeah. they, don't to, they don't want to give them $8 because they think they're giving $8 to this, this ideology. Yep. The thing I think through of like, you know, again, how I use it. And the one thing I would miss it for is like real-time news and commentary. But when I think through the other elements of it, like all of my like online social life now primarily takes place in Discord. Um, both servers and private chats and like 
if Twitter went away, I wouldn't be missing out. Like I'm already communicating regularly with all the people. Like I see just as many good jokes and good conversations within different threads and channels in my discord. Um, so I don't even think I would miss that element whatsoever. The second one, people would be like, oh, well I use Twitter for promotion. Like I, I tweet out links to all of my shows on there, but you can go look at the data, like the conversion rate and click through rate on links from Twitter is absolutely abysmal. Like, completely awful. Like I might get like three to four clicks despite having 30 some thousand followers. Like the way the algorithm works, they don't want people leaving the site. So I don't think I would take a hit for promotion either. And so then I asked myself like, would my life change that much if Twitter went away? I would miss those news elements, but I wouldn't feel like I, I need to go to threads to get that because I don't even think threads can offer that right now. Sure. Yeah. I, I, I think it just seems like the value of your Twitter account's still worth quite a bit, I would imagine. Like, um, I know the click through rate, and they they don't they don't love outside links and stuff like that. I just I, it's tough to get thirty five thousand followers. You know, not many people can do it. But what um, is it? But see, I guess my pushback would be: I do really think it's just like more of a vanity metric at this point, as far mm -hmm. as like your actual like engagement in the way you would even be able to leverage that. Like, I'm sure it's impressive if you were trying to get like a brand deal and you're like, I have 36,000 followers and I can do this, but actually like converting for people, like it's not even close. Like YouTube and discord and stuff like that is going to convert at a much higher rate. It could be kind of like a college degree, I guess is another way too. It's like, um, it's a filter for employers. They could see like, mm. Oh, Pete has 35,000 followers. I will love to give you a, a salary, a job at my company because yeah. you clearly have a hurt. You've done this hurdle of uh, being able to get a bunch of followers on Twitter that has value. Not maybe yeah. not a ton. And also I think you don't know what's next. So mm -hmm. maybe Twitter's video platform, uh, if he does switch it to this X everything app is something super valuable. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know, maybe not. Um, yeah. And that's just a couple I think there's other things. And you, like you said, it still does convert some which is still yeah. worth money i i like being you know in the same way you know how it used to be like i like the idea that i have income from like various sources so if like one thing dried up like i'm not at risk of having my livelihood you know wiped out in the way if i had a single employer same with all of these kind of like i don't know what you call them content distribution methods like you know obviously like using you losing youtube would be the one that would would really really hurt uh the most but i think i would be able to through twitter through discord find another video streaming platform and and you know hopefully build it up again that would be awful but i do think too with like twitter right like if you lose that there's still those other avenues of getting out there that i don't necessarily feel like a sense of panic about it in the way it seems like other creators are are, are struggling with that's a smart way to set up your life. And you can move like you have mobile income too. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. Is, oh, that's super valuable. Ben says, does threads have a better chance of winning market share from Twitter than rumble from YouTube? That's a good question. I mean, I'm not talk to me a little bit about rumble. I only know the broad strokes. My snap take would be just because of threads like, company backing and brand recognition that it would have a better chance but what's going on with rumble i we could probably do this live but last time i went there i typed in dfs in daily fantasy sports and there was no one was on there 
uh, like this is obviously this is just from our world. Um, the like Glenn Greenwald is is uh, is there uh, what's it called like signed influencers. Uh, so he gets a ton of views on there. Some like right wing. I think it's more just politics at this point. Yeah. Like you um, said, there's there's one site dominating dreams DFS picks, absolutely crushing 37 followers and just dominating the search. Yeah, right there's here. nothing yeah. on there. Yeah. Yeah. Can you stream from I haven't checked this? I've 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 streamed uh, yards, but can Yo, you take Rumble or no? I mean, that's a good question. I'm going to the destinations, add destination. It does not look like a rumble is one of their default options, but I'm not. So you know how like with when we were streaming to both of our YouTubes for a while, we use that custom RTMP. Yeah. If they have that custom RTMP, then you, you probably would. That's true. But the, you, they want to make it simple. Um, I mean, they probably have to pay StreamYard. So at this point, StreamYard is so, so well known. Yeah, these are the default ones, which it, I always crack up at this because I've, uh, you know, I've never thought about streaming to LinkedIn, although that would just be hilarious to just like drop a Lulz podcast live streaming out of my fucking dusty LinkedIn feed. Um, Facebook, whatever, YouTube, obviously. It does seem like I do notice people are back to streaming to Twitter, um, like simulcasting their their YouTube streams. Like I saw Daigle um he's doing a new show for four for four and he had that going on twitter as well i i struggled with that back when we were initially starting to stream too and i know when i first started streaming i was like oh i'll just blast it everywhere and then it was like no one's coming over to the youtube channel they're all just staying on twitter and like in hindsight i feel very uh glad that i pulled the plug on twitter knowing like the way things are going and like youtube has just been so um, such a better place to kind of house all of that content. But I always wrestle with getting it out in front of as many people as possible or keeping it to a specific corner. Uh, to answer that guy's question about rumble versus threads, or not yeah. to answer it. I think one important element is, is rumble could be bought. Threads really can't like who are you going to buy mm. something from Zucker? Uh, uh, I don't from Zuck. I don't <laughs> think, I don't think so. So like, he could buy Rumble. Elon could buy Rumble. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's a very reasonable. It is interesting. Like they, they completely, it does look a lot like YouTube. It feels like a slightly cooler YouTube, like almost a discord meets YouTube kind of aesthetic. Yeah, it does. It, I think this might be updated since the last time I saw it. Yep. They yeah, and like I think their followers are fake. Like, look, he's got 137 followers, 374 likes. Is that about right? 3,000 people watching live right now. See, yeah, is that real? Yeah, I have no, I have no idea. I mean, again, if Rumble was trying to acquire users, and this is the flagship show or whatever that they're promoting here it would be in their best interest to perhaps juice the numbers <laughs> to be like, look at all the people watching this. You too. I right. mean, 3,500 people watching something live on a new platform is like pretty massive. I mean, they could be, this is the, where we are just going to pump this, this show it's on the homepage and just filter everyone to it. Yeah. 
I'm like, like some of the stuff is this, I mean, Brian, look at the, the, the live. I mean, the bikini watch party here. looks pretty good. <laughs> I mean, so what do we, we got? Okay. We got music. We got bikini watch party. We got ultra MAGA live stream, um, world of Warcraft streaming, a hunter mole at the FBI, uh, plus HMAC on affirmative action. So the, it, this is this is where everyone went for free speech. Is is that the thesis behind this? Yeah, all the people who got banned from YouTube. Mm-hmm. Okay. We got yeah. And supposedly, and supposedly they're they're big free speech guys, so they won't. Yes, like, it'll take a, a lot to ban them to get banned. Look at how few people are watching this or are actually on this site right now. So this is their live. They're showing everyone who's live. And I assume these are supposed to like be the big ones because these are the ones getting promoted. And you click through and this one has two people watching this right now. And this is promoted on their home feed. Two people watching and nine likes somehow. <laughs> uh, Pastor Melissa Scott. Uh, let me see if she's... Eve, right? Brian, just hate. go full go full screen with this. I, mean, I don't hate it. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of sweating. It'd be nice to have the rest of the afternoon off. <laughs> Jeez. Um, so to ask your question, to answer the question, I will say after doing uh, six minutes of research, I feel like Threads has more legs than Rumble. Okay. All right. I, I, I have no opinion. How about this? Has there been... Because I remember with the COVID stuff and like the vaccine misinformation, that was when YouTube was doing like the deplatforming. Has there been like some big deplatforming stories in the news in like the past year that I've the, I mean, the big one recently, I think, is is RFK's getting a lot of his videos um, banned on on YouTube. Oh, Roseanne Barr. <laughs> yeah, she got banned. Uh, some of her videos got banned, and she because she was doing a sarcastic bit. Like she was clearly sarcastic. They didn't get the humor because I yeah. watched the clip. Um, uh, that they were calling her, I think, like anti-Semitic, but she was being completely sarcastic. And I think she's Jewish or half Jewish or something. So uh-huh. uh, RFK is obviously like uh, Vax stuff. And um, but the 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 controversy there is he's running like a legitimate candidate for president. Yes. Um, and they're still they're still banning him. Who else? I don't know. There's probably others. I'm not. I don't know all of them. Yeah. I listened to, uh, um, say I, I don't, I don't subscribe to his like paid version, the Sam Harris, uh, podcast feed, but he, you know how he'll like do the little snippets, um, on the free feed. And so I was listening the other day to him talking about RFK and how he actually got, um, invited to host RFK on his podcast. And he was explaining why, uh, he didn't do that, uh, or take them up on that. Did you listen to that? I haven't listened to that one yet. Okay. Yeah. It was you you like Sam Harris, right? Or you liked his meditation app? Yeah, I like his meditation app. I do pay for his feed. Uh yeah. I don't listen to him as much as I used to. I think he kind of went a little little crazy after 2016. Really? Yeah, yeah. In my opinion, but I I mean I still like him. I just I don't know. I don't agree with uh some of his takes don't seem completely logical from such mm-hmm. a logical dude. Yeah. But whatever, we'd we'd have to go into specifics. He's clearly a smart, smart guy, and uh, I used to be a huge, huge fan. 
Well, yeah, I, I just read the reason I associated with him was just because I remember you recommending his meditation app to me uh, a long time ago, which I still want to check out, but I just, I'll cherry pick on his episodes. I find him to be like a very soothing listen. I like mm -hmm. how like patient and methodical he is with like, you know, normally like electrically charged topics. He's like always has a very cool level-headed approach to things. Yeah. People think it's fake too. Sometimes like, it's not fake. It's clearly how he talks. Um, um it, the, the app, the um, meditation app's good. And like, he does some of the guided meditations, although you don't have to do it. So like that voice works there. Yeah. Um, I did his and the other headspace. Yeah. One. Um, I think headspace is good too, but I like his, I like his better probably just because I want to support him. Maybe I'm biased. Yeah. Um, or at least I, use I should it. check it out. Cause I've, I've subscribed to headspace and, uh, I don't use it as much as I should. I, I used to, I did like when Davis and I did like a couple bets where we were doing like wellness bets and it was doing at least 10 minutes of meditation a day. And I was getting my money's worth out of the, the app. And now I'm like once a week, um, maybe that I use it. Diz, can you highlight Diz's comment really quick? This, uh, that's a good point. So Lex Fridman just dropped a podcast with RFK on YouTube. Doubt that gets taken down. Hmm. That'll be interesting if they go deep into vaccine stuff, if they will take it down. Because his is going to get millions of views, obviously. Yeah. Um, and they love him. They pump him for everybody. Yeah, it doesn't matter what political spectrum you get. I'm sure you get Lex Fridman uh, uh, in your cues. I, I get him on my TikTok a lot now. Oh, okay. His Oops. clips, I get. Why? Why? Why is he? Because you're almost describing me as like a a golden boy, or like he can he can do no wrong. No, no, just uh, like there's some people every now and again they just pump like Tim Pool. They pumped him for like a year. Yeah, uh, they just put him in the, like I was talking about with that quartering video you're showing on Rumble. Like for some reason, sometimes they just they just pump dudes. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, my, I think they were doing that with him. And they probably, it's probably analytic based, right? Where his clips and his content seems to do very well. I mean, I don't, I don't know how many downloads he gets on his podcast, but I imagine it's pretty massive. Oh, I'm sure it's huge. I'm yeah. sure it's, yeah, he's very, very popular. Um, what is his I mean, I'm, not, I'm not saying there's anything, any deep state shenanigans going on here or anything like that. I'm just saying, I think it could be algorithmically. It could just be like the, the team decided who knows, you know, to yeah. like, let's go with, let's, let's give some more views to, to Lex here. But like the, the reason I'm saying that it's not because I care either way. It's just that at this point in time, if they pulled one of his, that'd be big news. Right. So right. that'll be interesting if they, pull that you could pull who did they they took down a few of his uh i can't remember i mean maybe theo vaughn oh, okay and theo vaughn's got like a big gen z following he's, theo is uh, i i i think he's funny um i get his tiktok clips a ton i do know he's like pushed the limits as far as like getting uh canceled with some of the stuff he's he said but like as a, like a comedic mind the dude is like one of the more unique comedy minds that i've seen in a long time yeah he's he's interesting um i didn't i didn't i didn't love his special a couple years ago that came out i don't know if you I saw didn't. it never i'm like all of my exposure to him is exclusively in 60 seconds or less tiktok or instagram clips because he's he's funny in those and in yeah. the interviews he could be really funny so i'm like oh, i'll check out his stand-up and i i didn't love it i mean not yeah that 
other people won't think it's funny. Um, but I wonder if he's got a new one that one, it was like four years, four or five years ago. So hopefully he's got a new one. I'll, I'll, I'll check out. Cause he does say some funny stuff. Um, yeah, I, I, he's like, uh, you know, a poor, poor kid who got, who, you know, got lucky and got on a reality TV show and somehow has turned parlayed that into a stand-up comedy gig. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. I don't know if I've, I, I do too many shows and talk with too many people. So apologies if I've already talked about this on this show, but I like, it's really hard for me to judge um, comics by stand-up specials that I don't see in person because I just don't like watching stand-up specials in general, like just comedy in that form where it's recorded live and the intended medium for it is live. And then it's repackaged to be, to be seen on demand. It's just like always falls flat for me. Even for comics. I love, I don't like the specials. I like barely laugh. And I don't know if it comes from like doing a ton of live improv comedy and like really liking that immediate feedback and being part of it. Um, but I just, even a comic I love, I'm like, I kind of don't even want to watch their special because I have a feeling I'm going to come away being like, yeah, and I'm like, I actually really like this person. I, I I think I agree, but like on a scale, like going to live shows, like I laugh a lot more. I think, and the comics yes. probably aren't nearly as good as like <laughs> yeah. the legends, but I still really do enjoy watching on TV. I even tape back in the day, Pete. I used to have a well, like he's you can't have it now, but back then we didn't know a Bill Cosby tape uh, himself, one of his original uh tapes in my car so like even listening and it was big back in the, the old days albums that's how they made a lot of money like george carlin would sell his actual albums and you'd put it with your you know beatles yeah. and stuff well what's replaced it for me is like i would much rather listen to one of my favorite comedians on a podcast circuit for an hour listen to them like talk because to me i find I am, I am way more impressed. And again, it probably comes like from the improv background, like people who are naturally funny off the cuff conversationally versus like the types who spend all of this time writing and crafting their material. And I think it's, that's, it's incredible in its own right. But to me, it's more enjoyable to like, listen to a natural conversation with someone. And I would rather spend an hour with that person in that form than being like, this is your tightly produced hour that you've been working on. So you just described a guy, another guy who I forgot just got shows taken down. Uh, oh no, suspended Tim Dillon. Really? What happened with him? I don't know. Who knows? He, he, he just, I saw he tweeted uh standup comedy. Apparently standup comedy is not allowed on YouTube. I've been sus suspended. So, and that, and he's pretty goddamn quick, man. He is very, yeah. Funny. Um, and so, yeah, you can't, uh, there's also like, like who, what's his name? Stephen Colbert, back when he actually used to be funny, he would he would be banned too because he does like all these parodies. Like he's clearly not serious back then, you know. Like uh, you mean, yeah, like his Colbert report. Yeah, stick. if he would yeah. have done that during COVID, he would have been he would have been canceled. Yeah, I think there. I mean, there is so much stuff. Like I even remember it was like a couple years ago rewatching The Office, um, and I was like, this wouldn't be on TV anymore. Or this wouldn't be allowed. Like in a network. TV comedy special that was like as mainstream as it could get. It was like this episode would never get made in this era or get greenlit to put on, on TV. And that's only what, I mean, just even a decade later and, and things have changed so much. There's a lot, a lot that would never get made. That was classic 
classic movies and shows and comedy. Yeah. John, John just posted, remind me of a Norm McDonald joke. I think it was Bill Cosby too. He was like, Oh, I love Bill. I'm a huge fan of Bill Cosby. Not his comedy. <laughs> that is a classic Norm joke. Uh, rest in peace, uh, Norm. And, and another guy too, that uh, he was a guy who I loved his stuff. I loved his interviews. Um, I even got to see him live a couple of times and he was, he almost like disguised, like his stuff was very tightly written, but he was such like a sneaky good performer that it made it seem like it was just like a neurotic dude rambling. And it felt so natural and organic, but you know, listening to him talk about his process, like that stuff is so manicured and rehearsed and tried out. And that's another fascinating thing where you're actually rehearsing like the hesitancy or the stuttering or the things that make it feel more natural. He, he was incredible. Yeah, he was great. He was one of my early favorites in like high school. Yeah. The, uh, got my, got my family here in a duffel bag bit. Uh, one of his original bits that I know famous does me and my brother would just repeat that over and yeah. over. Oh yeah. I always, yeah. Some of the, he, just all throughout, the years like the his conan appearance when carrot top was on like he would just find ways to just be so funny in all various situations even the um i forget who was the comedy central roast was it the one for bob saget where he just did this huge like anti-comedy like routine and i think it was, it was just, bob saget yeah i believe it was and it was just so so good um, because yeah. everyone's just doing like the super mean, you know, roast comedy, and he's just doing this really. His, it wasn't nice. Well, we, I guess it was nice, yeah. But it was like the punchlines were so bad. Like he was purposely trying to bomb. Yeah, and it wasn't Care Top. It was his co-star, uh, the girl from Melrose Place. The so. girl, yes. Uh, he yeah. was making jokes about Carrot Top yeah. that was making her uncomfortable. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, chairman yeah. of the board, B O R E D. It, it built up to that. Then coded it. He's like, yeah, you know yeah. how I spell board. Uh, oh yeah. Look yeah. at let, the, the chat's really trying to get us to talk. I, I mean, that. I'm loving it. Are you guys playing Rainmakers at DK this year? Somebody and then, else said said well, yeah, with Brian on those brick on weekly winners. I man, I uh, I'm really in like just in general with like my life and especially like the fall, like I, I want to like scale back and like tighten things up. And so like, I'm just not going to be in the business of adding things. I feel pretty confident saying I am not going to be in on rainmakers. I just, I just don't have the bandwidth to, to add shit like that. Yep. Yeah. Too hard. I think if I was going to add something and it might be too late, it would be the like pickums and stuff mm. and automate something yeah. to like just make that super easy. I and I, I was kind of, I was, I mean, you would have a more sophisticated process than me. I was trying to do that last year where I would get, you know, just an early aggregate of like the four for four, the blitz and ETR projections, and then pipe them in with the lines with the underdog, like API for the pick them stuff and just trying to find anything that was mismatched and then build out pick them slips early in the week before the lines move. Um, and it was, it was fun. Um, but also required a little bit of work, but if you could have it in a really automated way, um, I do think that would be fun. I was thinking of a funny bit. Have you seen this, uh, grimace meme on TikTok? Yeah. 
the the grimace shake at, you at could, McDonald's. You could do one, but then the punchline something in best ball, you know, like where you wake yeah. up and you drafted like eight RBs in a row or whatever. Yes. Just covered in <laughs> grimace shake or, you know, who knows, whatever. It, you know, that would have been, I feel like pandemic Peter, who was like just screwing around and bored of shit on TikTok would have definitely have, have done that trend. But yeah. I think for sure I would have done that. <laughs> um yeah people in the in the chat uh Re- norm on the view that one was good the norm moth joke uh yeah and the the funny thing about a lot of norm's best stuff is on late night and those things are generally semi-scripted or kind of like bullet point they normally are like hey this is the anecdote you're gonna tell but you can tell that even the way conan looks at norm that he never knows where he's actually going with it. Whereas if he has Kate Moss on the show, like he knows the three questions and the three responses he's going to get or Jimmy Fallon and they chuckle and they move on. Like Norm would make the host like, you are such a fucking wild card. I have no clue what you're going to do. He almost almost steps on him too much uh, uh, in a lot of those cases, like interrupts him where he and like ruins ruins the bit slightly i mean not always but it just shows that goes to show you like the old formats and how lame they are compared to just just norm talking to somebody on a podcast i would watch a million times over instead of him and conan's you know five minutes even though some of those are classic but yeah like this the whole the whole johnny carson uh where they didn't change the format like at all in 70 years and how stale it got i've said it before it is it is absolutely insane that an outfit like saturday night live that has this mega platform access to the most talented writers and the funniest comedians and performers in the world that they are still using this archaic format instead of mixing and matching these guys on podcasts like you should literally be ripping off the barstool playbook and you should be mixing and matching. You should have these guys doing TikTok sketches, producing like, ver- like, sure, you want to have a flagship variety show on YouTube, like that's fine. But it fucking doesn't need to be on Saturday night at 11 p.m. Eastern. And like the behind the scenes and like the workplace dynamics of these guys, people would eat that shit up. Yeah. Like they have completely, they could be, they could literally be on the barstool scale as far as like the audience and the engagement. And they just fucking fumble the bag with this archaic formula. I think you're 100 right, and I think it's too late. I think they 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 blew it. Like I th- I don't think it's like a lot of these old legacy brands that were huge. Like you can't just pump them up. You just can't put the name on it. Like Indiana Jones just came out, and it's like a huge flop. They're gonna lose like 400 billion or million, not billion, million yeah. dollars. And it's like you can't just slap the name on it after you fuck. Like because the movie before that was so bad too. Um, I don't think they could do it with SNL, but like, could you imagine like the, like some of those old casts, but with, with modern, you know, uh, they could do like modern shorts and podcasts and all that. Like, I mean, I guess a lot of them are David, you know, David Spade and, um, Dana Carvey have a podcast together now. Yeah. Um, so there are some people, some people doing it, but I think, um, I don't think that shows that uh, funny anymore. I think they lost their, lost their shot. And like, because the, the talent is elsewhere now, like the talent's yeah. doing other stuff. It's so they're not getting the cream of the crop like they were up until whatever two thousand whatever. Well, and that's why people want to end up leaving too. And what's so crazy is like the actual production schedule for SNL is grueling. You know, they are there doing these super late nights. You know, 
wrapping up sketches and stuff. And it's like that whole atmosphere, like I would actually be interested in the more of the behind the scenes and like, show me a vlog from like the week of making this episode with Tom Hanks and like people fucking running out to get Thai food, you know, for a second wind and, you know, workshopping these jokes that didn't get undipped there and doing mm. pranks in the office, like all of this access stuff, but it's like, no, stay behind the curtain. And then on Sunday we will present these sketches yeah. that are too long for you. And like, uh, we got to wedge in our political comedy instead of just like making funny shit. Um, it's, it's just so archaic to me. I, I, there's a, like, I go straight to conspiracy on this one, but there's gotta be a line where the views they're getting, like forget Saturday Night Live, but just like Jimmy Fallon or whatever. And the salaries they're paying these guys and like the views they're getting, even for like the CNN people and MSNBC and stuff, they're, they're getting like 300,000 views. And like, but they make like $15 million a year. Like how much money does Jimmy Fallon make? Probably 20 million a year or something. And do people, do people actually, he's not selling anything. <laughs> like no, yeah. one's, no one's even watching that. How can they continue to pay all these people on TV so much money? I mean, I know ESPN just fired a bunch of people, but. I was just going to say, and doesn't, I mean, Fox news keeps churning through, you know, their, their top tier talent too, are probably getting insane salaries, right? Like when they start reviewing budget and they look at these, I mean, we were talking about this yesterday on the Swolecast too, like losing a guy like Jeff Van Gundy, who like. I'm almost as like synonymous with ESPN NBA broadcasting at this point. But I, I mean, it's some of these guys, the salaries they're commanding and they're probably looking at what they're getting in return. And they're like, can we even justify this? Like uh, Fallon, it just says he's making 16 million a year. It's like, I don't know. They name, um, name thousands of different influencers. Gotta be way more valuable than like Theo Vaughn, even like I barely watch his stuff, but at least I see him and i he gets yeah. viral and people like him no one's watching the jimmy fallon show they they, they can't i and i don't know if i even believe their their shitty railing ratings that they give them no um uh pete did you ever aspire to write perform for snl late night with conan yeah i mean like you know when you start doing improv and stand up like those are kind of the the gigs that you aspire to but like what you also quickly realize and, you know, I know a lot of uh, comedians who have now moved to New York or Chicago or L.A. is like you're competing with this very big, talented pool for a really finite amount of jobs. And you're basically asking permission or validation from these shows or networks or whatever. And like the process of how you get noticed is like you tirelessly work on a packet or a reel and then you submit it. And then you basically are just hoping that it plays. And I feel like, again, it's such an outdated model now where the people, like I know a girl who I did improv with who now writes at SNL. And the reason she ended up getting hired was because she blew up on TikTok during the pandemic and had a shit ton of followers. And that ended up being her resume. And so I guess in that regard, that seems like a more palatable way of going about it. It's like, let me build my own audience, build up my own leverage, and then they have to pay attention to me. But a lot of these jobs, like writer job, you know, I want to write for, you know, John Oliver, uh, the John Oliver show. It's like you are competing against hundreds of packets, people writing these sketches. And that just that path always felt like so demoralizing to me as opposed to like, just go out and make the shit you want to make and then get so big that they can't ignore you basically. Yeah, that, that reminds me of what I said earlier about your Twitter account as a kind of a resume. 
the value yeah. that you know that she got that job. Um, I think that this Woodband guy, I don't think it's the airports. So Jimmy Fallon's got 1.3 average viewers in 2022. It says my first Google attempt. I would imagine like 1.1 million are octogenarians falling asleep, you know, and maybe yeah. a 0.1 in the airport. And then that's it. And then who, random people who are flipping channels for the last 200,000. No one's watching that. Does anyone watch that show? No. In chat? No. And the, in the way it works too, is like, right. Like I, if there's a really funny guest or a moment on a late night show, the clip will go viral, right? Maybe I see it on Twitter, TikTok, may, maybe I click through to YouTube and watch the six minute segment, but are you being like, now I want to go watch that full show. Or now I want to go and watch the show tomorrow night with another random guest. Like there isn't even the reason to be compelled to keep watching in the way you might another show because it's probably very guest and segment specific. The reason you wanted to watch that in the first place. Yeah. And I, I still, I know that that was the big uh, like talking point of why you would like, why the ratings varied back in the day. I just don't think any, like Harrison Ford's on, like, I don't care. You know, <laughs> Tom Cruise yeah. is on still don't care. Like, yeah. Like, especially with podcasts. It's like, I guarantee I could listen to, a thousand different podcasts right now that are way more interesting than Tom Cruise talking to Jimmy Fallon for five minutes about fake bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, it is. You know, we're, we're definitely at the, like the days of the monoculture and stuff. It's, it seems like it's like almost on its last legs. Oh um, yeah. It's because almost, it's like a generational thing, right? Like, I don't know about you, but like my parents or my in-laws, like they're not going and subscribing to specific podcast they like and like really drowning or uh, drilling down into the niches that they care about even though th i know that they have topics and shows i could go find podcasts that i know they would like but they're still going to consume what's on network television what's on the radio what's on local tv like that is what is going to be their media diet almost just out of habit right and not like seeking out what entertainment or news or information is actually going to be the most relevant or interesting to you I think I think a big part of that monoculture though idea is like it doesn't matter anymore what your parents watch. They already grew up. Right. Mm -hmm. So like they grew up in the monoculture. Me and you grew up in the monoculture pretty yeah. much. 90s and for sure. Yeah. They, yeah, definitely. Like but like right around 30 maybe is the cutoff of where it starts changing. Maybe, maybe a little younger than that. So like I think if you grew up in the monoculture, like I don't think it really matters a ton that you're not watching Jimmy Fallon or anything, you know. Um basically everyone still had the same, same way they were, you know, the world they lived in was, was based. Everyone still watched, uh, you know, a Christmas story and every, you know, everyone knows who the Beatles are. Everyone knows, you know, all this old shit that like you ask a young person, you know, uh, do you know who Humphrey Bogart is? They'd be like, who the, f no, no. And like, that's before my time, dude. It's like, yeah, that was way before my time too. <laughs> Just, just everyone knew everything everyone knew all these things right. and now they they don't know any of it no it's it's true yeah like even yeah it's nuts too even and that's why it is fun like when you get a show um that everyone's talking about and it's so rare you know i i wasn't a game of thrones guy but like that definitely captured some part of the monoculture uh what what, what was it the uh the last of us um on hbo it felt like everyone was watching that it does feel so rare these days where everyone gathers around to consume the same thing. That's not like sports essentially. 
That's that's true. Yeah, I, I I and I think it's more it's more than just one show too. It has to kind of be a culture. Um, yeah, that's that's completely gone. Also, when I was a kid, a lot of people were religious. Now, I mean, we're getting yeah. might be getting a little too deep, but uh, I would say like I don't know it felt like 70, 80 percent. Maybe I grew up in a religious town, but I felt like I was like uh, the only kind of non-religious person. <laughs> Yeah, at school, I know I'm sure it wasn't exactly like that, but like, um, but now it's flipped. It has, yeah, yeah. So there's a there's a and and that was a big part of people's lives for you know a couple thousand years. Yeah, no, it it was. I mean, it definitely you know impacted my media diet growing up. You know, my parents are were very religious, and you know the the kind of stuff. Like, I still have not seen so many Simpsons episodes because I was not allowed to watch the the Simpsons <laughs> growing up. Like, I have so many like blind wow. spots in my media diet from a lot of kids. I also didn't have cable um growing up either so you only need to like, watch till 1996 and you could da, 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 skip da, da. the first year if you really wanted to maybe even the first yeah. two i'd have to look again but everything after 96 sucks balls in my opinion although a lot of people will disagree with that um i i think it doesn't matter if your parents were super religious uh we grew up in like like it's a monoculture so like you're influenced by that uh either way so like i have a ton of like i say oh my god you know, I can't, holy Christ, you know, stuff like that constantly. And um, so it's just, it was just a, a Christian culture that, yeah, that everyone shared regardless of whether you went to church every week. Um, you don't have to be like an Orthodox to be influenced by that. Um, and now it's, it's completely, it's completely, uh, that's not completely gone, but it's, it's, it's pretty gone. Depends on where you live. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, and that's just one stroke. We were talking about all the the media is different. No more T rate. Who listens to the radio? Yep. You know, uh, you pop your Bluetooth on. You don't listen to the radio. Radio's gone. Jimmy, all the Jimmy Fallon SNL stuff is maybe you see a clip on it. They don't know basic uh, movie history, you know, culture history, music history, um, history in general. Like if you look at like the uh, like percent of of uh, like high schoolers who can pass like a, a history test, it's 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 pretty it's shockingly low. Uh, maybe that was the same before, too. I don't know. But um, that that could be another part of it. Not. Uh, even even just the history of the country is completely different. But anyways, we grew yeah. up in like this monoculture of like like this post World War II, 70 years. Basically, everyone grew up the same way, and uh, and now now I would say it's completely different. So who knows where what it's going to look like? Yeah, this is a good this is a good way to uh, to to bring us back to uh, to the original topic here. Twitter was a great place. Brandon says to experience that collective uh, effervescence, or you could say community that churches and other monocultures once uh, provided to. I mean, a lot of people do get their community and their social interactions from online communities. I mean, it, the majority of mine is, is definitely online these days in a way that I don't find myself needing to like seek out a rec kickball league anymore uh, yeah. because all my friends are online. I mean, but that's that. I think that's just another example of of how different it is. Yeah. Um, like it's when you read things through text, a lot gets lost. 
through translation of, you know, just reading someone's comments. I'm sure everyone's had this with ex-girlfriends or girlfriends or wives uh, where you, 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 you text them something and it's like, I didn't mean it that way at all. Like, you know, and that's someone who, you know, in and out in theory. And uh, so like, yeah, I I don't know if that is, uh, I don't know if that's a great place to experience that. So then the, the quite if we had to set a line, Brian, and I, I legitimately don't know in my heart of hearts, um, when each of us will end up on threads, what would you, what would you set it at? Like maybe like a date, like, do I don't think, think I'm going on threads. There would be, there would be a time, right? Like if in, if in a year, you know, it goes to shit and everyone's over there, you, you, you wouldn't just be like holding you know uh holding down the fort as the last one on twitter just, there me, would be and a, just me and elon yeah <laughs> just you and elon going back and forth what are you doing today elon Nothing. um um i mean yeah i guess if it i get yeah I, I, if everyone went i yeah. go to yeah yeah i i would say i guess maybe instead of setting a line on the date it's more like the probability that i ever end up there at all i would say it's probably like a 20 percent chance oh, that would be even wow. me like like i could under. see like in a month if this just like keeps rolling and everyone's doing everything i'm just like fuck it fine i'll make one okay make one is okay make one maybe at yeah, 20 percent. make yeah. one and put some effort into it yes two percent I don't think, I don't think you're, you're going to be doing that. Well, that, And that's the thing. Like, I don't even like when I go through, you know how like you have your, your things on your phone that like suck you in. And like, to me, it's like underdog draft notifications or like I log into discord and I have messages. Like uh, I'll even go into my email. I'll even, I think check TikTok or I'll check my YouTube stats. Like Twitter is like the eighth thing that sucks me in now to where like to build up that, I don't know, addiction on a new site where like the dopamine hits just like aren't even going to be as good as they are on Twitter. It would take a lot to truly suck me in to that site to make it like a part of my life in the way like Twitter used to be or whatever. That's I didn't even think of it from that angle. I was just thinking of it from there's so many people here. I have to be on it. Right. But yeah, I mean, actually enjoying it is yeah. even even a bigger hurdle. I mean, I don't know. I think what's more likely to happen is their Twitter's going to get by rumble or come out with their own video section. It'll be a new tab right next to the for you or whatever Twitter, YouTube, and, um, and they will be just fine. And, and, uh, Twitter is what's the Twitter is Twitter's collapsing every other month now. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not going to happen. I mean, that's easy to say, though, because it's very unlikely it'll happen. So I'm not like making a big statement. Um, but yeah, if you think that this is the end, I, I, I have my doubts. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, this so this is yeah, this is the second or third. Who knows? Maybe the fourth funeral for Twitter. So, yes, we will. We'll keep checking uh, back in. Brian, um, my on my docket, I'm doing a randomizer show with John Daigle tonight at 8 p.m. Got lots of fun prompts for that. And then tomorrow I'm going to spin up um, a special one-off show in the afternoon. I'm going to do like a little portfolio review show uh, now that I'm 
drafts in, uh, got a bunch of kind of fun little nuggets about my drafting tendencies, my, my most popular stacks, all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to do a show about that tomorrow afternoon. Anything going on uh, in your neck of the woods? Um, no, I think there might be UFC pay-per-view this weekend. Mm. I'm not sure if there is, I'll have ownership and projections mm. for that. We got the, uh, draft caddy still humming, humming yep. along. I did. Oh, so I did a 20, I did, I tried 20, uh, tables for that, for that palm? New palm. Yeah. How'd that go? Uh, it was tough. It was still, it was still, it was still how much tough. DJ Dallas did you end up with? <laughs> uh, well, I actually selected him on purpose. It didn't recommend him. I had to go down like, where's my DJ yeah. Dallas? Got to get him yeah. in there. Underrated. Yeah. Um, no, 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 no. You know who I got a lot was Burrow stacks and, uh, Trevor Lawrence stacks. Um, okay. So I don't know why maybe, yeah. you know, maybe there, maybe needs some tweaking out of those 20, but it's doable. I didn't, so I didn't, I didn't auto pick once. There you go. That's a, that's a feat. That is yeah. a feat. But you have to go in between the tabs and stuff and make, you know, cause you can't, it's not, it's not auto draft on, it's only auto draft on DraftKings, not yeah. on underdog, but it's still doable. So I, I think that's, I got to just do it a couple more times and I'll stream one, one of these days, but I don't know how you could, I don't even know how you do comments when you do it. Like it's pretty tough. Sometimes to read the comments and draft, but trying to do yeah. 20 tables. Yeah, we did. We had a ship chasing show a few weeks ago where we did five puppy drafts at once um, and then hosting and doing comments and trying to make picks. Um, you know, the, the one uh, thing is it, it. It, like, at least you won't, at least you'll have something in the queue that's halfway decent, you know, like mm. at the very least. Um, if you're yes. really going to push the multi tabling. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, that, that's what's so funny, like about, uh, you know, people give, you know, Davis has his his trick, his one simple trick is you load up all your correlations and your stacks in the queue. But it's like, if you're, if you get timed out, those correlations might be like three rounds after ADP, at least where you'd be like, yeah. I'd want to take the ADP value. And so that's, uh, it's, it's dicey uh, to go that direction. Right. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. I need to get rolling. Uh, appreciate uh, you guys hanging out in the chat. Um, it doesn't sound like you're going to catch Brian and I on threads, so you can continue to follow us on the site that Elon built, uh, twitter.com. Uh, until then, we will see you guys next Thursday, as always, 1.30 p.m. Eastern here on Lulz. I'm Pete. This is my host, Brian. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. <laughs>Time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.